0: This is Feather Forum, the podcast by Canadian Poultry Magazine, Canada's leading source for poultry news, research, and trends for more than 100 years. You've tuned in to hear important conversations with industry leaders, producers, researchers, and other experts. Hi, I'm Brett Ruffle, editor of Canadian Poultry Magazine. Welcome to our Year in Review podcast series. For these interviews, I speak with leaders from the four supply-managed sectors to hear their views on the biggest stories from 2023. For this episode, I spoke with Tim Klompmaker, chair of Chicken Farms of Canada. We spoke about the most important developments for broiler producers in 2023, and I also got his outlook for 2024. Let's talk to Tim. Okay, so for the chicken industry, what were the what was the biggest news item of the year?
1: I guess uh, 2023, a lot of the issues that we had were very similar to what we had in 2022. And that was that was around the outbreaks of uh, avian influenza. We didn't see it as bad in 2023 as what we did in 2022. But still, there's some some significant impacts that it's had on on certain uh, uh, parts of the country, particularly in British Columbia. So that was probably the biggest challenge that we had.
0: Also, what was the second biggest takeaway for the chicken industry?
1: I think that uh, we we certainly seen some some uh, uncertainty and challenges around around imports, where we seen uh, we knew that there was going to be increased access in twenty twenty three from the CPTPP trade agreement, but uh, and we anticipated for that. But the other thing that we didn't anticipate was that Chile would be hit with even uh, influenza as well which made those imports uh, unknown, which was a bit of a challenge for the board of directors when it came to setting allocations, because yeah. it come down to, well, when when was the AI going to get lifted in in Chile, and, and would it actually get lifted in 2023, and then the fact that, that it did get lifted.
0: Yeah, so Chile was supposed to be the biggest source of new imports, I believe, right?
1: Correct, correct.
0: Is there any movement around the United States being readded to the agreement?
1: There has been some some uh, chatter about whether the Biden administration would want to join the CPTPP. It certainly was something that that was indicated uh, during the election, but uh, we have not heard really anything as to whether the U.S. Is, is still intending on doing that. But certainly, if if the U.S. did join the CPTPP, then uh, there would probably be very little or no importation coming out of Chile it would all come out of the U.S.
0: And around trade agreements, so what were your thoughts on the, the progress of that new bill protecting supply management?
1: I think this is an important bill for us. Uh, C-282 was certainly one that uh, we talked a lot about this year, and we met with uh, some of our elected officials and also some of our senators as well to just, indicate the importance that this is to supply management. You know, when uh, we we hear governments continue to say that we support supply management, but then continue to make concessions in different trade agreements. And a lot of times it's a case of, well, they say, well, we only gave up 1% or we gave up half a percent or 2%, um, it comes down to its death by a thousand cuts. And we look at this bill as, as something where Um, It gives farmers that stability piece that they don't have to be concerned every time the government enters into a trade negotiation that potentially we're going to give up access. This just kind of secures where we are. And and certainly our farmers look at it from from a confidence perspective that they can make investments in their operations knowing that their market is protected. And if if
0: any government ever wanted to... uh... Go back on this they would have to go through a big long process right so this creates a big barrier
1: it does create a barrier for them yes in order to to uh to change that back right
0: okay so were there any other big issues for the year
1: no i i think uh those are the 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 major things that we we have dealt with uh certainly government relations is always a piece that we we push on but um no, overall, I would say those are the two big items that we we faced.
0: And what's your outlook for the next year?
1: I think when we take a look at next year, we're actually in a very uh, positive place. Um, when you see see the the optimism that the board of directors has, certainly we set a medium term growth target, so that just kind of anticipates where we think that that we are going to be around allocations in. In the next uh, block of periods, so the next block of periods that was set was uh, January 14th to December 14th, of 2024, and uh, the board of directors set the medium-term growth target at two and a half percent. Now, that's that's just a um, kind of gives an indication as to where they're projecting where the markets may be. Now, the board does meet every uh, every 16 weeks to set allocations. And it's at that time, they'll make adjustments as to what they think those markets should be. But overall, I think the the positive piece in this is that we are seeing positive growth. And, and that is something that uh, we've seen a bit of a dip during COVID, but we have bounced back and we've actually are exceeding um, post COVID uh, or pre or COVID uh, allocations. So certainly a positive for our industry. And, you know, when we take a look at some of the other um, places that we follow and that is the international poultry council and they and you see the global projections of of uh, broiler consumption we're we're in a very positive place over the next number of years when it comes to chicken consumption
0: i believe it's overtaking
1: beef is that correct yes yes we are the number one meat protein at this time
0: interesting so uh, great so thanks a lot for your time and any other things you'd like to add
1: um, I think the other positive thing that I would add that we we do have, and that is our branding strategy. We have we uh, um, have put a significant amount of resources behind our brand, and I think that the recognition that we're we're getting around our brand, and also the way that we're we're getting out to to the public, is is an important piece that we're doing in twenty twenty four, and that, and that is about telling our story. I think our farmers have a good story to tell about our food safety and animal care programs and sustainability that we have and uh, getting out there and, and getting to the public so that they understand what it is we actually do on farm. It's going to be a great opportunity for us. And what will the focus be around? Um, it's it's mostly around the sustainability piece of our industry. Um, like I said, around the animal care program and the and the food safety and and also the uh, promoting social responsibility as well, right So the, the active how active are our farmers in our communities they're they're very active as far as their their donations towards such things as food banks. those are all the types of things that I think that, that we don't talk enough about that uh, our farmers do a great job at but we could we just need to tell the public about what it is we do.
0: yeah, I was just reading an article about all the donations even just in Ontario that they've made. yes
1: in donations yep yep our farmers are uh, very generous when it comes to supporting our local food banks they certainly recognize the need that that there is air at the food banks
0: all right great well thanks a lot for your time and enjoy the holidays
1: okay thank you Bye.
0: thanks for tuning in to feather forum the podcast by canadian poultry magazine To catch up on all of our other episodes, visit canadianpoultrymag.com slash podcasts.